Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, and Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so um, we're, we're going to lose a member, or at least make him walk the plank after the first block here, because uh, he's on the road to pick up his new vessel. That would be Mike the Mariner. Mike, how are you, buddy? Are you happy? Come on. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Yes. I think, it, but you, this is probably the happiest day or one of the happiest days in your life. You're going to pick up your vessel, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of them. And uh, <laughs> they, of course, when you get your new boat, that's one. And when you sell it is another. So, right. Right. Now, if, if Mike is smart, the happiest day is when he walked down the aisle. Okay. Yeah. He is driving with his better half or, <laughs> or I don't know, uh, a person who calls all the shots. So Barry's trying to score some points yes. for you for Valentine's Day weekend. So they worked out some deal before the show to make that happen. Yeah. So hopefully it works. We'll see. <laughs> but are you happy? I mean, obviously you're happy with the yeah. person you're traveling with, but are you happy about the boat? Let's focus on yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. We found a, we found a, a great boat. Um, so what is a, it? Tell us. It's a 39. It's a, it's a Silverton 39, um, and it was on the market for about two hours when we found it. And uh, everybody's been talking about how hard it is to find boats these days and that when they go for sale, if it's a good boat, it gets snapped up pretty quickly. And that's what I was experiencing. But uh, just out of, out of luck, I happened to be on one of the uh, boat sites, and I didn't see it. You know, at like two o'clock in the afternoon, but around four o'clock in the afternoon, I, I looked again, and there it was. So, wow! I jumped on it, and it turned out to be a, a good buy. So, so you're going to actually, to yeah. What what are you doing? You're going to pick it up, and and where is it exactly? It's in uh, Brunswick, Georgia. We're on our way to just provision it this weekend. We're going to actually move it back to Florida next week. Okay, nice. Have, you, have uh, Barry, Patrick, have you guys looked at this vessel? Do you give it your uh, thumbs up or what, Patrick? What do you think? I know nothing about it. Um, Mike and I have known each other for about, uh, I want to say, 32 years. He has failed to reach out to me. And, uh, <laughs> so you feel offended. Uh, bring, you? bring me into this conversation whatsoever. Wow. I mean, I'm a, I'm a licensed captain. I'm NMMA Master Compliance Certified. Well, okay, forget all that. All the, we, I, wait, wait. No, I've been, wait. Been, been, been through all the service schools. And, you know, I mean, I've been working in manufacturing since I was 18. And the guy said absolutely nothing other than uh, don't text me anymore, moron. Mm. I think I've only known you 32 weeks. Which is thirty-two weeks too many, but regardless, which, which 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 seems about like thirty-two years. Yeah, but what what about the the reality is though? Are you familiar with the Bodie bot? That's where you know you can still comment about that, can't you, Patrick? Um, sure. Uh, okay. Mike, is it is it pointing in the front? It is pointing in the front. Uh, is it kind of, in the rear? 
it kind of squared off in the in the stern. This is why Patrick squared off. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, does it does it have one of those round things Mike that uh, maneuvers Patrick the boat so from close. to port to starboard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yes. then, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with this boat, Greg. What do you? <laughs> what is it? What does it got for power? What are you running for power? Uh, engines got, uh, and generator. Oh, jeez! Come on, Patrick, uh, help us out here, will you? Help him out. Make right. him feel good or bad about his purchase. I'm asking him about his power plants in the boat. Yeah, they're uh, Cummins 5.9. Nice. Uh, six PPAs. Yeah. And uh, it's got a Kohler diesel generator. It so, sounds like top-of-the-line stuff. Well, yeah. diesel all the way going to have much less problems, um, especially when it comes to the generator. And those Cummins engines, we, we, we were uh, installing Cummins for quite a while. Then moved to the uh, the Volvo Penta D sixes, and then came back to the Cummins with the Zeus Pod drives, uh, the last generation of our fifty three that we built. Uh, is this um, V drive or pods? No, no, straight, no, straight, straight shaft imports. Okay. Uh, does it have AC? Oh yeah, yeah. of course it does. Okay. I I think the uh, person he's driving with right now would. Uh, Raise King, if that wasn't the case. How much of a uh, fixer-upper would you consider this to be? Not much, or what do you think there? Not not much at all. Actually, I'm having a little bit of work done to it to make it ready. Um, It's not quite ready for the oil changes yet, but I'm going to go ahead and have that done. It's got an automatic oil changing system on it. Um, Got to upload new uh, charts to the... uh, It's a brand new navigation system, but it doesn't have the charts in it, so... Having that done, um, radar. What do you? Um, what is it running for electronics, Mike? Ray Marine. Oh, that sounds good. The, the, the right. new, the new touchscreen Ray Marine. Okay. Uh, with the Doppler radar. Sweet. All right. So, so no but no buttons down the right side of the screen and along the bottom. No. Okay. No, no. It's Why all- are you not a fan of the buttons, there, Patrick? Why? Uh, nobody was a fan of the Raymarine uh, displays with the buttons down the right side and along the bottom. They found them confusing, and when Garmin came heavy into the market with their touchscreen, no buttons, all on-screen icons, um, Raymarine was caught a little short. Okay. But uh, the newer version that Mike has, you, you're a fan of, or you think it's acceptable. A- anything that's touchscreen is much, much easier for the casual mariner to use. Got it. Well, let's talk about the important stuff, yeah. like how much space is available on I this vessel. To, uh, uh, I want to know like how big the guest room is on your vessel. And uh, uh, Yeah, the, 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 foredeck, the foredeck is about um, 12 feet by uh, 10 feet. You don't even know where what the boat is. That's, Quiet, where, that, that's where your tent will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Is the uh, is the guest accommodations on your new vessel uh, uh, adequate for yours truly? Uh-oh, I think he froze. Conveniently yeah, at this time. point. He just, he just saw the price of the boat. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't realize there was another comma in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happens. Okay. It's either he froze or he, he's had an accident on his way to the uh, the pickup point. You are a ray of sunshine today. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Isn't he? I, uh, hopefully it's not that. We just lost him. Yeah, oh, well. What are you going to do? Uh, that was very convenient, though. When he lay, was almost like, can't hear you, Greg. That old trick. All right. Well, he's learned from us, so what do you expect? Not much better. But, you know, congratulations to Mike the Mariner. That is awesome that he got his new boat. 
and he's good to go. And uh, I know he's a happy camper right now while they're well, a boater. You know, the, the, the thing to take from that, especially to any of our listeners that are uh, looking to be in the market to buy a boat, yeah. um, in the, I'd say in the next 12 to 24 months. Be quick. What, what Mike described is what you can expect. And yeah. I f- personally, just my own uh, observation, uh, uh, if you will, um, that there's going to be a large number of pre-owned boats coming into the market in the next 12 to 24 months. Hmm. Well, we will see. But it's interesting. No, no, there will be. The uh, you know the parallels between the real estate market and the boat selling market right now seem to be very much the same. The way he describes it, a lot of people are having trouble finding, you know, uh, a pre owned home, and, well, uh, and 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 as soon as they find one, they got to jump on it. They got to pay retail or what the people are asking, or even a little bit more sometimes to get the the home. I'm wondering if uh, you know well, it's no, just an economic situation, or what do you think, Patrick? No, no, they're seeing the same thing in the RV market. Um, RVs or sales are at an all-time high, and go to go try to find a camping spot at any campground. Um, good luck, yeah, because because they they are they are pretty much full up. You're you're weeks out if if that from you know trying to get any type of a reservation. Hmm. Extremely difficult, especially down in the warm weather states, um, to to find a spot. You well, know, there's Barry's art. backyard. He's willing to rent out a space, I'm sure. Right, Barry? Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, sure. You could rent out and camp there uh, in a pup tent. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it. I don't think the home sale is in in Florida. It may be higher, but I think in other states it's actually dropping. Uh, wrong. Depends states. on the area, but I can tell yeah. you firsthand. I've talked to many people that are have been looking for homes, and and it's tough in a oh, lot of markets. Moving right out now. of cities or something, ba- Barry. That's yes. great. Greg's code for he talked to many people yeah. is he heard it on the internet. No, right? it was well, and all of them were out of Florida. Is my point too? So well, it's, it's going across the country. Yeah, yeah, of course it is in Florida. We got all the weather right now and stuff too. But even up north and stuff, uh, the real estate market in a lot of cities is doing quite well. So yeah, I mean the big cities like you know New York or L.A. or something it's probably a little different. But you know, generally across the country, uh, finding an, a used home is uh, pretty difficult right now and, and people are getting premium dollar uh, for for their for their homes and I guess it's yeah. similar to the boats so you got to move quick that's the point I'm getting across and I think I got it across at least for me that'll have to do for now more coming up on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i want sun i want sand i want spa Spa, facial, but nothing too remote because I'm a people person. I like to socialize. Islands are good? Islands are great. All right. I'm thinking... I love the Bahamas. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. We can get you to the Pink Sands Beach. We can fly you direct into Nassau. This is perfect. Let's do it. Bahamas. Bahamas. Here I come, baby. Bahama. Bahama mama. You got a biggest house in town. Bahama mama. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, uh, rounding out the crew um, as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, By the way, there's a potential loophole going on right now for the Bahamas. I found this out this week, and I'm still trying to dig more into it, but they started their ferry service back from uh, Florida to the Bahamas, and one of the uh, loopholes, evidently, with the new U.S. COVID rules to get back into the U.S. when you travel abroad to the Bahamas is that if you're traveling by boat, you don't have to have a COVID test to get back in the country. I don't, just, I don't know how long that loophole wow. will last, but evidently uh, people are taking advantage of uh, the, the fast ferry service uh, yeah. right now. So we'll see how that goes. Because if you get on an well, airplane, it's a new mandate that you have to get a COVID test. But if you go to the Bahamas and you go back and forth on the ferry, uh, you don't. Uh, what about a private boat? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm still trying to dig a little bit more into it that to find so out. That is so odd. It is strange because the new federal mandate applies to airline, you know, travel. So, you know, I, I wouldn't test this uh, loophole, but that is what I've been told this week. And they just started the fast ferry service, I think, uh, this past Thursday, uh, going back from the U.S. and back and forth from the Bahamas. And the kicker is... You to go to the Bahamas, you do have to get a COVID test. But coming back from uh, another country into the U.S., you know that's the new rule that was mandated a couple weeks ago 
for uh, traveling back to the U.S. and kind of created a lot of havoc for people traveling abroad that were starting to get used to the new rules. But, hey, this could be a new option. And, hey, if you want to zip back and forth from the Bahamas on the fast ferry from Fort Lauderdale or Miami, which is where they go to, like, Freeport, Bimini, and maybe even Nassau. I'm not sure. Boring. Yeah, you could do it. And, boring. Uh, what do you mean, boring? What's wrong with that? You don't want to go to the Bahamas? go on a boat and not be able to drive the boat, especially in the light of real useful news that broke this week and set the industry abuzz. And it was so earth-shattering that we actually have uh, in a uh, back and forth with one of our listeners on the uh, Facebook page for yeah. World of Boating, which if you haven't checked out World of Boating on Facebook, the radio show, because there's something else out there that's called The World of Boating. We're not that. If you're looking for World of Boating, uh, the radio show, um, check us out, like us, and follow along, because stuff that's posted during the week, we are definitely maybe going to talk about if Greg lets me. Well, tell me. What what, what was so exciting? Uh, All right. Four. Greg, you know where Lake X is, right? Lake X. Yeah, that's the every lake that I know uh, where I don't know the name of is Lake okay. X, yes. Lake, Lake X is where Mercury, uh, it used to be what was known as their secret test facility uh, out off Old Melbourne Highway, okay, out here in Central Florida. Uh, I had the, the, the privilege of going out there uh, quite a few times back in the day before they sold it, and now they've leased it again. And this past week, are you ready for this, Barry? Yeah, I'm, I'm finding about the ancient aliens at Lake X. No, nope. Mercury debuted their Verado 600 horsepower, 7.6 liter V12 engine. Oh, my God. A no, V12. Barry, it gets better. It gets better. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm... It, when, you, when you see this thing, um, and here's the thing. I really, really enjoyed the, uh, the interview last week with Jens Baring. From mm-hmm. Volvo Penta, and we did not get into why they dropped seven marine. Um, okay, because I, I, somebody I was did, too busy uh, auditioning for a job. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to line them up as a sponsor, bud. <laughs> I know, I know, but you're, like, you're welcome. By the way, it was funny. It was so funny because you know, Patrick, you, you, you talked to him and you yelled at me. You remember this? Let's go back to that because we got to bring this up. <laughs> you yelled at me and said, "All right, Greg, be quiet now. Let let the big boys talk." And then you sat I don't there think I and said, "Big boys." You I spoke think I said- for like uh, five minutes, and then he came on and he goes, "Well, I really don't have anything to say. That was awesome." <laughs> no, he did say he didn't have anything to say. He said, "You seem like you really know your history." Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Which I do. But it, it, uh, was and, okay. it was fine. So anyway, but. this the 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 V twelve Verado. Mm-hmm. All right, Barry. It is a duoprop or twin prop. They can't say duoprop, so it is a twin prop. Why can't they say duoprop? Because, because that's Volvo, Volvo Penta. Penta. Ah, Vol- okay. And Volvo Penta invented the duoprop, and then when Merck came out with their Bravo 3 outdrive, yeah. they had to call it a twin prop. Mm. Um, and here is, other than this monster weighs uh, weighs in at 1,260 pounds, <laughs> um, it has... An automatic two-speed transmission, and it has a steerable gear case. You know what that means, Barry? Yeah, it means the you engine can stay straight, and the steer case, the gear case, will turn on its own, which is right. So, from where you would consider the transition from that powerhead, 
down stays in a fixed position on the transom. It does not move, will not move. The lower unit swivels. It should be lighter to tear to turn then. Well, there's there's that. Um, well, let's get into uh, the uh, two-speed transmission. Um, the gear has a 20% reduction ratio, uh, which lever- leverages the engine's torque to get the big boats out of the hole and on plane quickly. The outboard then shifts into second gear, reducing the RPM for better fuel efficiency. Automatically? Yes. Hmm. Oh, that is cool. That is so, nice. Okay. So this is a uh, narrow V design uh, that's constructed on a 64-degree block. Uh, it's basically four additional cylinders on top of the V8. <laughs> match well, that with <laughs> match that with the steerable gear case, and the 600s can be mounted extremely close together. Minimum spacing is 27 inches from the center of one engine to the center of the next. Hmm. When when I was in high school, I was in marine mechanics, and my teacher gave me the honor of rebuilding his six-cylinder Mercury engine outboard, and I thought that was big. So imagine, you know. It, this thing's huge. It's yeah, amazing. well, it's it's like one of the seven marine monsters, you know? Yeah. I mean, so here's the really cool, it's the cowling has got access through the top, so you open it up, and that gives you access, all the, the uh, your serviceable uh, dipsticks and that are all color-coded. Um, there is no, so you have to understand, now that that upper power head there is in a fixed position, there's no mounted steering. So, oh, so it's super smooth. Well, that and, you know, again, going electric, 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 fly-by-wire. A typical outboard swings 30 degrees one direction to the other. The steering on the B12 can pivot up to 45 degrees. So it can help dock. There you go. You go with a joystick. Yep. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, navigating the latest boating news and information. All right, so Barry and Patrick just threw out a lot of numbers there at the end what? of that last block. And, uh, you know, I think uh, they're just trying to make themselves sound smart. Well, now it's your turn, Greg. Five, so, 22, so, 37, and 528. All right, so... <laughs> When these stories posted, again, on World of Boating Facebook page, you know, check us out. Of course, worldofboating.com, the stories will post there, too. There's the the press release, and then there's video um, from some of the test sessions out at Lake X. Mm-hmm. Um, in conversation with top fan, top World of Boating fan, one of the top fans of World of Boating, Patrick Watson, yeah. no relation to me. Uh, Lucky him. So he said, not a boat owner, so I'm going to ask, what is 600 horsepower in a boat like that compatible to in a car? Now, Hmm. somebody from the show, could be me, possibly, since I am the uh, director of media. Yeah, Uh, Listener X. Yeah, it depends on the boat, weight, length, beam, chine beam, hull design, planing or stepped. Also depends on the driver and the conditions. It would estimate a single engine on a 28-foot boat with a 9-foot beam, planing hull, calm water, 60, 80 miles an hour. To which Patrick responded, can someone other than Captain Patrick answer, please? Ah. So, Greg, 
Yeah. Seeing as how you have the uh, truck of all trucks, the Honda Ridgeline. Right. Um, I was wondering if Black you could edition. expound. I, yeah. I was wondering if you could expound upon or, or give an example of how a single engine, six hundred horsepower Verado, how that would translate. What would an example on the automotive end be? Hmm. Well, how big is the boat? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Would matter. Talk, talking strictly horsepower. Just horse. Oh, okay. Six hundred Verado. Six hundred horsepower of Verado would uh, be comparable to. I'm gonna say it's it's not like sports car stuff. Oh but my it's god, pretty, man! Just answer. Pick a car. No, well, I mean, it, it's like uh, a powerful uh, <laughs> truck. Like uh, a, okay, yeah. you're getting closer. You're getting yeah. closer. A powerful truck. You know, so like kind of like Raptor. my Honda Ridgeline. No, not that's like more a- on the economical side. It, it's more like a uh, not a monster truck, but maybe like a Silverado or something like that. A, an eight cylinder monster. How about that? I, I'm right. I, You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Who are you? Uh, We're from the... uh state mental institution uh we chartered the boat we're going to go fishing and uh that's all there is to it but i won't cry myself this is the world of boating greg your first mate captain patrick barry the boater all right so yeah I'm going to say a 600 horsepower Verado outboard engine would be comparable to having like a four wheel drive Silverado or like a GMC Sierra in the uh, truck world. A powerful uh, truck with a lot of uh, torque and stuff. Call it, call it like the Ford Raptor Roush edition. Okay. That's the same category. And, And the thing is, because the thing that you have to remember with a boat, when, when, you're talking about uh, torque, power to weight ratio, everything like that. When it comes to automotive versus marine applications, you're, once you get your car moving and it's rolling, you don't have the resistance, obviously, that you do with a boat in the water, which is why getting the boat up on plane, trimming the boat correctly to get more hull out of the water so you have less uh, friction there, less resistance the faster you go, the more fuel efficient you are, the better your performance. So you, your your drag, I guess, is going to be more certainly on the water. Uh, again, resistance with the water against the hull, um, and you've got uh, your conditions there as well. You know whether you have a light chop, you know some heavy swell, wind on port beam, starboard beam, you know dead ahead. Uh, certainly, if it's at uh, aft of you pushing you forward, it's it's to your benefit. Uh, but, but it's uh, like the torque stuff that the guy from Volvo Penta was talking about last week. How, how that's more important, uh, especially when you get into those type that size. Well, of, uh, engine, yes, right? because you're yes because you're into a four stroke engine. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess okay. that a two stroke engine made its horsepower at higher RPMs, so they've had to adapt to that in order. To, you still have to get the boat up on plane. The longer it takes, uh, the more you're wasting fuel. Okay. So here we go. Um, also on the worldofboating.com and World of Boating Facebook page is one of the first test reports. 
Uh, this is from Tierra Yachts with their 48 LS running their triple Merc Verado V12s. Okay, weight as tested, just under 34,000 pounds. 34,000 pounds? No. That's the boat and the engine. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I shake just, your head. I, shake I, I, your honestly, head. Barry, I just don't know what to do with them sometimes. <laughs> mm. Okay, so. Okay, so fuel capacity, six, just under 700 gallons. Uh, everything was topped off. Fuel, water, uh, people on board was three. Gear on board was 750 pounds. Um, and... Their acceleration, 0 to 30, was just under 10 seconds. So wow. how long will it take them to get from Florida to New York uh, down to the minute? Go. Well, we're, 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 we're going to get to that here in just a this second. This is a math uh, edition of the yes. World of Boating today? Which I'm really, calculator I'm, out. I'm, I'm really sad that uh, Bill isn't here because he can convert this into metric for us. What are you talking about? <laughs> who, who cares about that? We got Barry. He's an accountant. So no, break I out your abacus. With, I only go. work with dollars. Okay, well, funny you should say that, Barry, because (laughs) top end, uh, turning uh, just under 6,400 RPM, speed at just under 58 miles an hour, um, gallons per hour, any guesses on triple Merc V12s running 58 miles an hour um, Hmm. at uh, 6,400 RPM? Wait. Let what? Me. What are the? What is this thing uh, sipping? Marks. Uh, I'm going to say, well, ten gallons per engine, so thirty gallons per hour. <laughs> now, there's a reason why you're the host, and, and um, no, not, would, not really providing any technical analysis. What? I'm just no. I would say it'd have to be more than that. If 700 gallon fuel tank, that's going to take it what a thousand mile range? No, no, because this isn't. This is going slow. Uh, I figure about 50, 60 gallons per hour. All right, so you can double. 167.2. Yeah. Holy. Ouch. Man, that's, that's a lot of fuel. Yeah. That's way, that's way past but, the, but most still, aircraft, actually. It, it, the question becomes, uh, I, I have a whole different question. It just has to do with, are they, does, do, when a boat designer, when an engine designer comes along with this engine, do they talk to some of the manufacturers and start, you know, doing a little bit of talking back and forth to design the boats for these engines because 1,200 pounds is a lot of weight. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's like muscle cars. You know, the more power, rah, 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 you well, know, the better. No, 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 it's not that, but the muscle car, they have the engine manufacturer. It's all in one. You have boat manufacturers, then you have engine manufacturers. Right. Well, yeah, Greg brings up, Greg actually does bring up a point with the car yeah, angle. In that, if you remember back in the heavy muscle car era, uh, myself having a 71 Mustang and then a 73 Mach 1, um, you know, those those cars, you could wind up twisting the frames on those, mm. you well, know. So, so, so there, there is a, a situation where you've overpowered your boat big time. Well, there there is, but that's where the boats that were tested were uh, designed initially to handle. They're always going to be designed to handle excess of what they're actually going to run. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have a boat manufacturer that's uh, hopefully that's never that's designing it right on the borderline to you know okay this thing can handle you know three uh, V12s we're gonna it's that's it right you're, you, you, there's going to be they're going to overbuild okay uh, the but transom- well, well let me ask you this then Patrick so uh, let's say 
you know, it is always about having more. And, and though, even though the boat, like you said, would be, um, this is the motor we suggest for it. But if you go higher and you go with the idea that you're not going to run this thing, you know, at a full tilt anyway, but just having that extra juice with the exception of the weight issue, which is really the issue when you get into the bigger horsepower engines, that's the problem. It's not necessarily horsepower, is it? If you kept it in check as far as not going nuts, trying to well, no, cause, be a cause speed horse- demon. Horsepower relates to torque, so depending on how the boat manufacturer, how they've designed their transom, and you'll have a lot of manufacturers that are going to design a negative degree transom. So in other words, that the engine, when it sits fully trimmed down, actually sits at a negative angle so that when you initially power up, what does it do, Barry? It's lift. Well, then it would. That's right. You're you're may lift up too quick. It it wouldn't. Wouldn't that's what I'm looking at the transom. Wouldn't it want to rip off the top of the transom? No, no, no. Because the bracketing is is okay. It's pushing against the whole transom. Correct. All right. So a negative degree transom is going to help get the boat up out of the water quicker. You can't go too far with a negative degree transom because then you're going to shoot the the bow up straight up in the air, which would look awesome. But not ideal. Well, you would have to the tilt passengers. the engine further out in order to compensate for that, too. That can't be good for it. Well, when it's tucked all the way in, again, what they always look at, just like with car manufacturers, acceleration zero to 60. With boat manufacturers, it's plane time. How quickly can this boat get up on plane? Because once we're on plane and we're clear of the water and we're trimmed up, now we're most people are backing off on the throttles. They're going to find that optimum cruise range mm-hmm. where... Everybody's comfortable. Nobody's getting knocked around, and they're at their most fuel efficient for their load and their conditions. And that's that's what you want. You want the boat to be able to get up on top. You don't, and nobody wants a boat that's going to struggle to get up out of the hole. Right. So the key is to find the engine that's going to get you that torque and get you up out of the water as efficiently as possible, but not push it too far, and then back off to whatever you want to do. And it, it, it's all about. Uh, taking all those parameters into uh, well, yeah, it's a the it's, balance, yeah. balance of the boat, the weight of the boat, the balance of how much fuel you want to burn, the distance you want to be. Well, able to you're, you're looking, you're looking at beam, you're looking at chine beam, you're looking at your space available under the deck, total length, uh, what kind of hull? Again, semi-planing, planing, um, stepped hull, um, and degree of transo. Your, your your dead rise it comes into play is a huge, huge factor. Hmm. Um, so really this. what you should do is just uh, do what the manufacturer suggests for that particular vessel and then, uh, you know, either lie about how much horsepower you have or get really big, like, engine shells on those outboards to make them <laughs> look massive. Well, because, you know, it's it's how the how, how you look good, not necessarily how how you are good. All right, going, you know going I mean? a little, little deeper on these uh, V12s, uh, Mercruiser says it won't need its first routine maintenance until 200 hours of runtime. That's, wow, that's crazy. Nice. Uh, to con- conduct maintenance, just open the hood. Again, those outboard decalings have an actual hood with a push of a button. The top of the cowling raises on a gas strut and reveals neatly arranged <laughs> color-coded <laughs> fluid fills and dipsticks. You can drain and fill the gear lube and transmission fluid from on top of the engine hmm. without hauling the boat. So huge, the gear, wait, huge so right there. Where's the transmission then? It's not in the lower unit. It's between the powerhead and the lower unit. The Uh-oh. transmission is in the lower. 
par, it's below the power head. So it it's is. in the fi- it's in the fixed portion okay. of the outboard. There you go. All right. I think Barry's a fan. More coming up on the world of boating. listening to the world of boating radio network do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world well look no further than the world of boating radio show just like you thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next saturday remember a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast batten down the hatches aye aye sir man the mouse sprint stole the mizzen mast jive the jib boob hoist the main sole and lower the tatter sole look sharp man pipe the starboard hatch the leeward thwarts and trim the scuppers of the port boot deck This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so um, I guess you can be overpowered. I think we've no. covered that. Well, yeah, you can if you if you exceed uh, the manufacturer's recommendations as right. to, you know, and I get that question often mm-hmm. um, as, hey, I've got this uh, 1998 or this 2005 and I want to repower. I actually had a guy. Uh, before I go into that story, real quick, just want to finish this up. So on this Merc Verado V12, um, 
just be aware that cowling, you know, the one that we would normally be used to taking off with the, the three latches and, okay, the full cowling weighs 44 pounds. Holy wow. Okay. That's the full cowling. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That thing doesn't have to come off, according to Merck, for five years or 1,000 hours. So probably mm-hmm. for, for the full-on service, service type stuff. So um, it shouldn't be anything that you want to mess with. Um, so I, I had a call uh, this past week, this customer that uh, he had a twin engine, uh, inboard, outboard, twin 5.0s, alpha drives. And he had a bad, uh, port engine was bad, needed to be replaced, and he wanted to replace it with a 5.7. Hmm. <laughs> so he wanted, the 5 liter was carbureted, the 5.7 he wanted to put in was a uh, throttle body. Um, and I had to steer him, like, you know, you you really, you don't want to do that. And he goes, why? I said, well, you have difference in horsepower, and then when you get to the outdrives, your challenge is going to be, we only offered that engine throughout our whole product line with the Bravo three. So I couldn't even, I couldn't even guess as to a gear ratio for the outdrive or size prop. Cause you're going to have to reduce RPM to match, <laughs> match the other engine. It's going to be making left turns all the time. Well, no, because it, if, if he had alpha drives, he's going to have counter rotating props. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh mm, port side still, spinning yeah. outward, starboard side spinning outward, but, you get into engineering aspects where when boat manufacturers design a boat and, okay, they bring in the engine manufacturers, whomever they are partnered with, and they come in and they say, okay, so this is this and this is this, and, okay, so it's designed so we can offer from a 5-liter uh, up to the 6.2 or the 8.2, whatever it is. But for those applications – Here's the gear sets we're going to offer you in our outdrive packages, and they're going to have to run with these props. Then the engineering department for the manufacturer gets involved. They go out and test run, and yes, does it run the way that we want it to run, or do we need to further tweak it with the engine manufacturer on gear ratio and or props? Right. So there's a lot of that that goes into it, but you know, I, I get those questions often. At, you know, as I want to put, I want to take this uh, 5.7 out, and I want to put in an 8.1. And as, you know, we didn't design it for that, so I I can't I can't tell you that it's okay to do it, you know. And we <laughs> recently we've had a slew of people that again bad stern drives, bad bad inboard engines, um, and then they want to convert it to an outboard, and it's like I have no idea what direct other than to say you I cannot provide you with any information because we never designed this boat for to an outboard that. engine, right? Right. I mean, so it's, do it it's, at your own risk, right? Well, no, it, basically, it's beyond well, that. Yeah. It, 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 you do do it at your own risk, but the, the scary thing is you get these DIYers out there that have done this stuff and are running. We all know there's, these boats are out there and are running stuff that is not in compliance um, at all. You um, said doo-doo, by the way. Huh? He, he only on. listens Moving to on. the bad word. <laughs> <sighs> so, okay. So you can't overpower it. Uh, if you want to do that, uh, it's at your own risk, and uh, you're basically butt- bucking what the uh, manufacturers suggest. So upgrade at your own risk if you decide to go that route. Well, if uh, I'd say if you are looking at uh, one of these new boats, a bunch of boat manufacturers, uh, right after the Lake X uh, unveil, if you will, 
have signed on. They want to start offering these engines uh, because we all have seen the way that the industry has gone the last uh, seven to ten years. Uh, more and more outboards, especially on boats that traditionally you wouldn't think uh, would be running outboard power. And I'm talking about your larger cruisers, flybridge models, things like that. Uh, for boats that are going to stay in the water for extended period of time, especially in salt water, the advantages there. Wait a minute! Are, how does this tilt? Does this engine still tilt? Because it doesn't turn. You said it. The upper doesn't turn, but, but it, it will does still, still trim. Tilt. Okay. It still has to trim. Okay. You know, otherwise you really have no. What's the point? Yeah. You know, but no, it, you can trim, but the upper gear case or the does upper power turn. head, right, uh, and transmission stay in a fixed position, which. If you're behind one of these boats out on the water and all of a sudden it starts turning, you know, to starboard or port and the engines are going straight, you're going to freak out. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. first few times that you see it, it's going to take a little getting used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds okay. great. Sounds yeah. cool. Well, there's so, that. Yeah. These, these stories and a bunch more that, of course, we never, ever get to. Never. Because there's boating stuff happening uh, all over the place. Um, down in Barry's neck of the woods, maybe slightly to the uh, east, uh, the Coast Guard has rescued two men and a woman that were stranded on an uninhabited island for 33 days. And why were they there? Why were they there? What were they doing? Well, we can't talk about it on uh, the world of boating because uh, for legal reasons, and we want to be able to come back next week. So you'll have to look it up on the World of Boating Facebook page. And we'll leave it at that for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life life is is better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.